And here we go, here we go on this Monday. It is July 19th, 2021. You are in the midst of the experience we like to call Real Talk Memphis or RTM. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us on this Monday. You know, I hope that you have had a very good week since we last convened seven days ago. I hope everything's been going good for you and uh, that uh, you have not had any hiccups. My car blew up this morning. Well, not literally blew up, but, you know, I did have some <laughs> issues with my car, and it is uh, now being fixed. So let's just, uh, you know, keep hope alive that I can actually drive it again tomorrow. But that's just me. Uh, if you are trying to reach us or find us, there's a few ways you can do that. Of course, if you're listening right now, you are on 91.7 WYXR on the FM side. You can also... Um, Catch us on uh, the website, which is wyxr.org. Hit Listen Live and you will hear us. And you can also go to the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N. Put in WYXR in the search and hit play and you will hear us crystal clearly. Now, if for some particular reason you are missing this fine piece of radio broadcasting, this is a podcast and it will be posted tomorrow afternoon. So, after tomorrow, uh, sometime in the mid-afternoon, check the website, wyxr.org. And uh, if you see this show posted, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast. So uh, on this day when uh, it has been raining a little, it's been sunny a little, it's been a little steamy a little. And yes, we're still in the midst of COVID, but we'll talk about that in a minute. We have a good show for you tonight. I think you will like it. Uh, Lisa Moore, president and CEO of Girls Inc., will join me in a few minutes uh, to talk about a big financial gift they got and what they plan on doing with that uh, down the road. Also, uh, Ike Griffith, he is the director of the Memphis Office of Youth Services, and he's going to talk to us about a, uh, an event program, actually, that uh, was in this town really popular a few years back, several years back, that is making a comeback. I will let him share that. And a bit later on in the second half of the program, we have Mr. Michael Harris, a friend of mine. He is the executive director of the Whitehaven Economic Redevelopment Corporation. 
And if you haven't been to Whitehaven lately, you should check it out. Things are looking better down there. And uh, we're going to talk to him about where things are and where he would like to see things go uh, in the future. But as always, if you are celebrating anything, a birthday, an anniversary, or a special occasion, congratulations. But you know how I like to do it. So without further ado, Jack, hit it. No, 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 no. The birthdays. <laughs> Thank you. Turn it down some. Turn it down some. Turn it down. Turn it down some, please. Volume. Thank you very much. Birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. It's time for us to celebrate you. Happy birthday to Roderick Gray on this day. Kyra Murphy, you're celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday. Jacqueline Cooper is celebrating her birthday today. Warren Jones Sr. I know Big Warren. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Cassandra Hill. Today is your special day. Happy birthday. Angela Garner is celebrating today. James Billy Kirkwood is also celebrating his birthday today. How about Josephine Bradford Calhoun? Happy birthday to you. Kim Cole, happy birthday to you. Vicki Karos is celebrating today. Quandria Tori Jones, happy birthday to you. And uh, Sharita Graves is also celebrating a birthday. Now, I do have a belated birthday that I'm supposed to announce today. What was her name? All right. Happy belated birthday to Kat Simmons. Tari Harris. And Tari Harris. Happy belated birthday to you. That's from your your good friend, Christine Fox, who's in the studio with us tonight, by the way. And speaking of that, we have a full crew. Um, Folks are all here. DJ Lola, she is here tonight. And, And... and, and, and Nicole, <laughs> Kobe, <laughs> Pete, Fred. Anyway, Nicole, she's here. She's here as well tonight. Adam is back and Jack is uh, on the board. So, gang is all here. We are glad that you are here. If you're not here, you really need to do something about that between 6 and 7 o'clock on Monday evenings to try to adjust your schedule so you can actually be here. But uh, I'm thankful for my crew. I'm thankful for my producers. They keep me in line. They keep me straight. And I do appreciate it. Time for some news and notes on this Monday. Of course, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the big news is the Delta variant, and it is spreading, spreading, spreading very quickly. The state of California has, or Los Angeles County actually, has uh, re-administered mandated mask wearing indoors. Anytime you go indoors in a facility, you have to wear a mask. Cases just blowing up out there, as they are across the country. And that includes here in the south, in the mid-south, Louisiana, Missouri, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama. You have to be impressed that I actually knew some geography there. But, yeah, all those states on the serious side are really blowing up with cases. And um, I, I saw something that was a really stunning statistic uh, today that since last week, Uh, The United States is now averaging over 32,000 new cases of COVID. That is a 66% increase over last week. And there are cases in every state in the country. And 99% of those who got sick or who are getting sick are what? Unvaccinated. You know, I know... 
people get a little irritated when you try to push the message and when you keep saying things that they don't want to hear and they start to rebel and they start to push back. Ladies and gentlemen, young people are getting sick behind this, really sick behind this. There are hospitalizations that are going up all over the country. Uh, some states are having to figure out alternative measures for uh, emergency room care. They're talking about uh, um, you know, adding some space here in some of the hospitals. I thought Methodist Hospital was actually doing something. This is too important for you not to pay attention to. And this is too important for you not to pay attention to, not only for yourself, but for other people as well. We can't, we can't have that. You, you know, I mean, because if, you know, you may say, well, I'm not going to get vaccinated. But if you live in a house full of, of older folks or other relatives, family members, you have to understand that you can spread that germ. This is very, very contagious, very contagious. And it doesn't take much at all for it to spread and really become a serious, serious matter. Uh, deaths are going to follow. Cases are going up everywhere. And I think that before it's all said and done, uh, there's going to be some real decisions that need to be made by some of the policymakers uh, as to how we slow this thing down. Now, school starts in about three weeks. Uh, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of young people under the age of 12 or 12 and under who cannot get a vaccine. It is not approved for them yet. So they're walking around, you know, and, 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 and clearly unvaccinated, not due to them, but due to the situation. So you have to think about that as school starts to come back in, right? Um, in-person learning is, is going to be the, the call of the day. And uh, the American Pediatric Association um, wants to mandate all students ages two and up to wear masks. And uh, that was anybody that works on a school campus, teachers, faculty, staff, students, uh, anybody two and up should wear a mask uh, while they're uh, in school. Now, that has not been mandated in Shelby County. That has not been mandated in some of the other municipalities around here. But um, don't be at all surprised. Decisions need to be made. School is like three weeks away. So somebody needs to figure this thing out and uh, figure out how we're going to safely or as safely as possible reinsert these children and these teachers and, and the faculty and staff, you know, back around each other because kids are walking Petri dishes. OK, let's just face it because they're kids. That's what they are. So, you know, I'm going to urge you uh, whether you choose to listen or not, that's on you to get vaccinated because this boils down to really two choices, either get vaccinated or get COVID. That is as simple as it gets. That is as simple as it gets. And I'll say it again. You either have get you either get vaccinated and try to protect yourself and those around you or you get COVID. It's just it's just that simple. OK, so this comes down to a matter of personal choice and responsibility. So please uh, take the responsibility. OK. Uh, I would appreciate it, and I'm sure that those who you love and care about would appreciate it as well. All right, in other news today, we are um, uh, we're looking at the Olympics, which start on Friday. And, of course, they're in Japan. Uh, Japan has decided that there will be no family, there will be no friends, there will be no spectators in any of the events going on. That is going to be a very unusual Olympics, to be sure. But it all starts on Friday, and I don't know if you heard or not, 
But uh, two of the alternates for the gymnastics team, one of them tested positive for COVID. She's uh, 18 years old. And another one of her teammates is in quarantine, um, has not tested positive, but she's been around her. So they have her in quarantine as well. Um, so sitting over there in Japan in a whole other country, 17 years old, uh, has been told that you are tested positive for COVID and you can't be around anybody for the next 14 days or whatever it is. So that's got to be a very, very tough situation. And they're testing athletes every day. Um, there is, I think there was like 40 or 50 of them that may have tested positive, uh, you know, in various degrees. Uh, tennis star Coco Golf, she tested positive, 17 years old. She's staying home, uh, found out before she was uh, slated to go. So very disappointing, very, very disappointing and frustrating for, for so many of, of, of these people out there. But more importantly, um, the athletes feed off of, you know, their family and their friends and the crowd going crazy. And they're going to try to, uh, you know, do some things with sound and piping in sound and doing other things like that. Not the same. Not the same. So we'll keep an eye on this as this uh, Delta variant uh, continues to uh, spread its wrath, not only here in this country, but all over the world. Um, record heat still going on out west. Temperatures well over 100 degrees. And now it's uh, wildfire season out there. Utah, California, Northern California, Oregon, Washington State. Fires breaking out uh, everywhere. So let's pray for those folks out there because, uh, of course, uh, that is no joke. Neither is the gun violence that we are continuing to see in this country, uh, which goes on each and every day. Of course, every weekend we hear about what Chicago this past weekend. Very tragic uh, situation in Washington, D.C. Six people were shot um, outside of uh, an event. A little six year old girl was was killed. Um, just just a beautiful child. You know, and, and again, every time you see things like this. Uh, it, it hurts your heart a little bit because, um, you know, we just don't seem to much care about each other. We don't assume the human condition just seems to be just, I don't know, gone out the window. Uh, civility gone out the window. Uh, people driving by, seeing people outside enjoying events or activities or walking down the street. And they figure it's time to, for them to pull out a gun and start shooting on folks. So um, this is where we are. We need to pray, pray and uh we need to pray more because this is a, a, a call to uh, action for each and every one of us. This, this can't continue. I mean, we're self-destructing uh, as a uh, society and as a people. So please, 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 please. And I'm talking to the folks here uh, in Memphis and Shelby County. You know what? Time out for all this. Speeding up and down highways, uh, up and down interstates, you know, scaring people half to death. Time out for, you know, firing random shots at people driving up and down the highway, driving up and down the streets. We can do better, and we need to do better, okay, because we are better. And I don't care if I irritate somebody by saying it, but you know what? We're losing an entire generation, okay, and we can't just sit around and hold our heads and go, oh, my God, oh, my God, another situation. You know what? It's a call to arms. It's a call to action. And, you know, I'm going to keep beating the drum until somebody hears it before it's all said and done. All right. Off my soapbox now. That's a quick look at news and notes. Let's get into the program. What do you say as we go to our first break? Uh, when we come back, we are going to kick things off with Miss Lisa Moore, the president and CEO of Girls Inc. Incorporated. She's going to share what I like to call the good news. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company. Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com. Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. This is your humble host, Chip Washington, uh, here with uh, you. And I am glad you are here with me. And, okay, um, many of you have maybe found this. Okay, I'm hearing delay, and that's just not going to work in my ear. But um, many of you um, are trying to go on my page, and you have seen that I am on Facebook Live. So we are on Facebook Live tonight trying this, and, uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, coming out well. I see a few comments there tonight. So uh, if you know some folks out there who uh, might want to be interested in checking us out, tell them we're on Facebook Live. Go to my Facebook, personal Facebook page, and they can check us out. Okay, now we're going to start things off with uh, what I feel is a very, very good story. Uh, My first guest is the president and CEO of Girls, Inc., uh, she is Lisa Moore, and they're doing great things with Girls, Inc., and if you don't know, you're about to find out. Lisa, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thanks. Well, listen, thank it's you. Week, it's week two of summer camp. All is well. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Well, look, very happy to have you on the show. Thank you for taking some time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's great to be here. Okay, so uh, recently, you have uh, your organization has made some pretty big news um, in in uh, in way of a uh, major financial infusion, I would say, uh, to the tune of seven million dollars. Tell us all about that and uh, what comes next. Right. Well, at, at Girls Inc. of Memphis, we inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. And last year we served over 2,000 girls, 2,008 girls. Uh, and they represent over 42 zip codes throughout Shelby County. So we're here for everybody. Right. 
And we've made a strategic decision that we're going to invest in vital community development in neighborhoods that have not received a tremendous amount of investment um, in, the, in the recent past. So uh, that's the Sherwood Forest area of 3111. Right. We have a center there where we, uh, since the 60s, and it needed a lot of renovation. So we renovated that facility um, and it's, it's really dynamic. Uh, in 38107 in Uptown, um, our Lucille DeVore Tucker Center, uh, it also has been in operation since the 60s and needed a lot of repairs. So we renovated uh, that, that facility. We are a part of the South City redevelopment effort. So we're investing in 38126 where we have been providing programming since once again, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but we're gonna be investing in a new facility there, part of the redevelopment of South City. And uh, what you were mentioning, uh, we are going to be building uh, the Patricia C. Howard campus on our nine and a half acre property where we've been running our Girls Inc. U farm for the past five years in Fraser 38127. Uh, So we did just have our groundbreaking. Uh, We'll be investing um, over $7 million in in, uh, really outstanding community development in Frazier to really support not just girls, but, but residents of the area. You know, that's absolutely amazing and incredible. Uh, the, the work that you do uh, to, to empower these young ladies and to, to give them skills and to give them self-esteem and purpose. And obviously, you know, the Frazier area is, is an area uh, that, 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 you, that really needs that infusion. So, you know, obviously, you know, uh, building that campus or expanding that campus in that area is a, is a very big deal. Uh, what type of programs and uh, other initiatives are you looking to plan uh, as you continue this growth process? Mm-hmm. So all of our program aligns with our mission statement. So when we say we inspire girls to be strong, smart, and bold, that drives our program approach. So we provide programming in each of those three outcome areas and track it. So to be strong, uh, that's emotionally, physically uh, strong. So we do a lot of program around social emotional learning. Uh, We have a great program called Mind Plus Body, which is really essential right now, um, where girls are really struggling with what does it mean to live in this pandemic world? Uh, where they've been isolated. And when you think about it, Chip, you know, we serve girls six to 18. Right. And and you talk about, you know, and an a, you know, a six-year-old, a year and a half of their life is 25% of their life. Yeah, that's true. And, and so they have lost a significant chunk of their childhood. And so a lot of what we're, go- we're doing uh, currently in our, we've started back in person with protocols in place, uh, masking indoors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for our girls. It's really around um, really tapping into that strength and what does it mean to be in community? What does it mean to be a leader in that community? Um, so Mind Plus Body really looks about like, how are we physically and, and how are we emotionally in, in that space? So helping girls kind of work through their challenges. Uh, that they're facing as a, as a result of the isolation uh, that they've had and kind of right. coming back. And what does it mean to go back to school? It's kind of scary. Right. right. So we do that. So SMART is to be educated. Uh, so academic enrichment. Uh, if you look on our Instagram page or our Facebook page today, you see our six to eight year old girls this morning as they were kind of settling in for the day, yes. all curled up reading books. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so really working on literacy, helping our girls have those basic literacy skills. Robotics, uh, again, go to our Facebook page, Girls Inc. Memphis, uh, and uh, watch the video of our girls last week learning how to code. You know, on day two, they had built their robot, coded their robot, and were doing a race to get from point A to point B before they got into the intricacies of how to go through a, a whole series of things. That's what I'm talking so, about. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. so it's hands-on, minds-on, it's engaged, it's fun. Our six to eight-year-olds are learning <clears throat> entrepreneurship and life skills to be smarter. Uh, and so they're doing a lemonade stand curriculum <laughs> where they're creating a business. And um, they literally, uh, with the tutelage of an amazing uh a woman builder in town, TJ, TJ Builds, uh, worked with our girls to literally build and construct six-year-olds, six, seven, and eight-year-olds, construct a lemonade stand out of wood. Uh, and so they all went home and told their mamas they needed to go, yeah. you know, stop at the depot because they were going to build a house. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, we are... I, I'm, I'm sorry, Lisa. If, if you're just, just tuning in, we are speaking with uh, Lisa Moore. She's the president and CEO of Girls Inc. And uh, I am just really taken by uh, the programs uh, that you are uh, infusing into these uh, these young ladies, um, so they can become very successful as they as they get older. Uh, I want to know in the last couple of minutes we have um, how gratifying it is. And I mean, it's a simple question on its face, but 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 truly, when you think about it, or when you look and you see and you watch. Uh, the growth, the emotional growth, the physical growth of some of these girls from a young age, you know, to teens, uh, to to young adults. How gratifying is it uh, in terms of the programs uh, that you uh, teach on a daily basis? Oh, it's uh, it's what gets me up every morning. You know, I mean, you were just on a rant about all the things and the challenges we have. Yeah. And so sometimes it's easy to just want to stay in bed. But, you know, what gets me up every morning is seeing that you know, our girls come to us extraordinary. We don't make them extraordinary. What we do is help them tap into the extraordinary that they already are and, and figure out what really makes their heart sing, what they really wanna be about in life. Wow. And it's fun to watch them just practice it and yeah. sometimes fail and get up and try again and persevere, be resilient, face barriers that girls face every day and succeed. You know, we've got a, a we just had our luncheon uh, last month to really celebrate uh, our 75th anniversary chip. This is our 75th Congratulations. Congratulations. I know. It's Absolutely. exciting. Yes. And so, yes. you know, we have seven and a half decades of, of success of, of girls tapping into their strength and experiencing their power. And so at our luncheon, our alumni were speakers. And we had uh, uh, Nakara Bailey, who had, uh, you know, when I started into this role eight years ago, she was just finishing up high school. And she went on one of our college tours. And uh, she knew she was going to college. Uh, that wasn't the thing, but she did had no idea that Xavier in New Orleans might be the perfect place for her. Mm -hmm. And we went on a college tour and as soon as she got on campus, she's like, oh my gosh, this is it. So she went yeah. to Xavier, they had an amazing program. She wanted to go into pharmacy. And uh, in six years, she just graduated last May with her doctorate in pharmacy. And amazing. she's come back to Memphis as a pharmacist. So it is amazing, highly gratifying um, to, you know, have seen this girl when she was, you know, just kind of yes. figuring yes. it all out as a 16, 17 year old, you know, walk in this confident, 
doctor of pharmacy that's, and and say how girls inc made that possible for abso- her absolutely very that, gratifying that is a that is a success story uh, above and beyond before we go uh, uh if anybody is interested in learning more about girls inc or being a part of it give us the information please girlsincmemphis.org is our website. Mm -hmm. Lots of information there. And of course, Instagram, Facebook, Girls Inc. Memphis. Girls Inc. Memphis. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Miss Lisa Moore, President and CEO of Girls Inc. Bless you for what you do. Bless you for the heart that you have to help others uh, reach their goals or bring out their goals and potentials. And listen, anytime there is a program or something that you feel uh, deserves uh, more attention, Uh, Feel free to come back on my show anytime. I really, really enjoyed having this conversation with you. And again, thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. And uh, have fun talking to my friend Ike. Hey, Ike. We're going to do that too, just a couple of minutes. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Moore from uh, Girls Inc. Uh, Great conversation, great organization, great group. They got $7 million. They're going to do a huge expansion out in Frazier. And that is absolutely, now that's the kind of thing that we need. That, those are the kind of programs that we need um, to, to um, you know, build self-esteem. And as she said, bring out the excellence that is within these young ladies. Now, we're going to take a second break. And when we come back, as she said, he's a friend of mine, too. We're going to talk with uh, Mr. Ike Griffith. He is the director of the Memphis Office of Youth Services. And he is going to talk to, to us about uh, many programs and things uh, the city is doing for the youth one big particular program that they are bringing back to the city uh, that should be a knockout. Hint, hint, hint. This is <laughs> Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. Stay with us. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. Hey Memphis, my name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I will be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. Hey 
Hey everyone, this is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis 91.7 FM. Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. I hope you're doing well. And, uh, yeah, in case you hadn't uh, noticed or did not know, we are actually on Facebook Live uh, tonight. And uh, if all goes well, it'll it'll be a part of the show down the road as well. So uh, if you like what you see, you like what you hear, tell a friend, okay? Tell a friend, telephone, tell a whatever. <laughs> so we're going to – uh, after since I muffed that, we're going to move on now and talk to – uh, a young man who has dedicated, I would say, a great uh, deal of his time, effort, and energy into our youth. We were talking about it at the beginning of the show, and, uh, you know, our young people are really struggling out here. But uh, Ike Griffith is my guest, and he is, as I said, the director of the Memphis Office of Youth Services, and he is dedicated uh, to helping our youth by programs and uh, giving them opportunities and things like that. Ike, how you doing, man? Doing fine, Chip. How are you doing? Thank I'm, you so much for having me. Listen, man, thank you for being on the show. It's been a minute. I'm glad uh, that uh, you were available for us tonight. So, Ike, first of all, tell us uh, about uh, some of the programs and uh, uh, some of the things that are going on uh, for our youth that they can participate and be involved in. Well, number one, uh, Chris, not Chris, Chip. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, we always have our summer program. We have two unique programs yes. with the Memphis Office of Youth Services. That's the Employed Program, which is our six-week summer experience. And we have our MAP program, Memphis Ambassadors Program. Mm-hmm. And every December 1st through the 31st, we have registration for both of those programs. Where we have between eight and 10,000 kids to apply. Wow. For only two thousand jobs. Wow. And that's something that we are trying to increase along the way. But our uh summer programs are virtual, has been for the last year because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We are planning on going back to brick and mortar on next summer. But right now we are doing everything virtual. Uh, we are very excited about the two thousand children that we do have with the employer program and the four hundred and forty kids that we have with our MAP program. We also created a new program to go along with that called I Am Included. Okay. These are children with special needs. Wow. And that's one of the things that I really wanted to embrace to give our young people who may have disability the same opportunity that we do our typical students. Because we all know that our parents won't be with us always. And I want to be able to let parents see that that child is on the right road to be independent when they are not here with them. So we want to embrace every child that we possibly can to give them the same opportunity as we would our typical student. 
we I am included. That is absolutely yeah. that. Now, now to me, that that really touched me because uh, you know I know you've been talking about this for a long time, and you're including, you, you're being very inclusive, and it's not just those who are normal functioning, but it is those who are struggling, and it is those those who have disabilities, and there are many out there that may feel isolated and 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 and, and alone. But by you being or providing an inclusive program for them, uh, this must really be a very gratifying uh, uh, a program for you, I would imagine. It is. It is. You know, number one, you know, I had a parent uh, was telling me that her son, who was uh, deaf and hard of hearing, always felt left out. You know, she was just telling me this story. And um, she said he's not sociably you know, with other students and what have you. And that bothered me uh, a whole lot. And I went home and I, and I thought about it. And I said, what can be done to include this child in the program? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I kept thinking. And I, one of the first things I wanted to do was to have a, a name that empowers our young people with those disabilities. So I am included as an empowerment statement let that child know that you are included in this process. So along the way, we started out, you know, not knowing all the parameters of dealing with children with special needs. I started seeking out support. Uh, I had to go to Nashville to get the support that I needed for the deaf and hard of hearing, mm -hmm. but it was a trip well worth the time. And now we are dealing with our deaf and hard of hearing, blind and visually impaired, uh, and we're looking to do Down syndrome, and we also have autism in our wow. program wow. under that umbrella. Wow. So I'm getting the support that I need in those areas uh, from experts that are familiar with dealing with children with those needs. And it's just overwhelming uh, just to be able to see the smiles on the children's faces, yeah. you know, because we pay them too, just like we do our typical students. Yeah. They earn a check. Yeah. You know, we talk about financial literacy. So it's just a good feeling to be able to have a program of that caliber. And I want to commend uh, Councilman Bartavius Jones because he funded me $200,000 okay. for this particular program. Wow. Wow. That's that's incredible. Hats off to him. Hats <laughs> off to the entire city council, Mayor Strickland, and, of course, you uh, overseeing this program. Uh, if you are just joining us, we are speaking with Ike Griffith. He is the director of Memphis Office of Youth Services. Now, Ike, I saw a story uh, last week or fairly recently about bringing back a program uh, that was here in Memphis uh, before I got here. Very popular, and I'm not going to I'm not going to take the spotlight from you. Tell us what is coming back and how that is going to impact our community. Well, uh, we, we got a chance to land the Golden Gloves Boxing Regionals back in the city of Memphis. Uh, the Golden Gloves started in Memphis in 1934. Wow. And it stayed in Memphis until 1969, and it moved to Jackson, Tennessee. And it stayed in Jackson for a while, and then it went to Little Rock, Arkansas, and that way it remained. It. Wow. Up until I had Mr. Pete Mitchell, who was one of my, my big advocates of boxing, uh, who, matter of fact, who was a Golden Glove boxing coach to help me to land the Golden Gloves to come back in Memphis. Uh, so we just had the Golden Gloves this past July 9th and 10th, and we also have it again for next year that will be held in Memphis, the regional, 
And what I'm working on now, Chip, don't tell everybody, but I'm just tell you. <laughs> All right, just tell me. <laughs> we are going to be trying to land the Golden Gloves National Championship here in 2023. No, you're not. You know, we're building that new Liberty Park and that facility that they are building over there. Yes, that would be ideal to be able to bring the Golden Gloves National Championship, not only the regional, but the championship. Here in Memphis. Now, see, Ike, I'm glad you told me because, see, I can keep a secret. I can hold it. I can hold it. Okay. I can hold it till 2023. You're going to hold on to it. But that is, <laughs> that is absolutely, you know, incredible and amazing. And tell me and just t- t- tell our listeners just how big a deal this is for our young people. I mean, this is an outlet. This is a physical activity. This is training. This is mind, body, and spirit. Talk about how, how big a deal this is and why you wanted to bring it back so bad. Well, number one, boxing teaches discipline, respect, you know, and that, that's what we need with our young people in this day and time. Yeah. Uh, I think if we can have a sport that a lot of young people, especially a lot of young men, and do we have also young ladies in the boxing arena too? Don't get me wrong. We got some ladies out there that can outbox some of the men. Yeah. <laughs> but we really want to give an opportunity to our young people who love the sport of boxing, uh, you know, a lot of our uh, famous boxers, Mike Tyson. Matter of fact, Mayor, former Mayor Willie Harrison was a Golden Glove That's right. boxer. That's right. So That's we really want to just kind of embrace that sport and give our young people who want to go into that sport an opportunity to participate. Now, boxing is not for everyone. Let me say that first. Mm-hmm. But it is for the ones that are aggressive. And we have a lot of aggressive young men and young ladies. And this put their aggression in some form of positivity of doing something positive. That's uh, that that in and of itself is is really something. And you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a boxing fan. Uh, did a little bit of that when I was younger myself. I love watching boxing documentaries. And what you just talked about really puts me in mind of uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, you know, who yes. came from the streets and I mean, I mean, was 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 really going down a bad road until he found boxing. So. Uh, what you just said about uh, being able to channel that aggression uh, into into something um, that can be beneficial to that individual is really very, very important and uh, could be spawning uh, a whole nother set of success stories. That's right. You know, Kennedy McKinney, you know, he's from Memphis. That's right, you know, Olympic, right. yeah. you know, champion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just as much of a positive thing that we can bring to the table. You know, not only do we have boxing, I have Memphis Youth Got Talent. Every year we have that talent show where we let our young people debut their talent. Yeah. We have prize money, first place $1,000, second place $500, third place $250. You know, we're coming up with a, a game show, uh, hopefully that will be aired during the fall, called Do You Really Know Memphis? Our young people need to know about their city. It's a trivia uh, a game show, something similar to Jeopardy. Man. So these things that we are trying to just keep in the forefront, keeping our young people occupied and doing the right thing, it's kind of trying to lead them away from so much negativity and violence that we have in our city. Well, amen, amen, and amen again to that. Ike Griffith, thank you so much. She, the director of Memphis Office of Youth Services. Thank you, Ike, for what you do every day uh, to help these young people. People really don't realize 
the hard work and the effort, um, but also the joy that you have uh, in being able to come up with these programs and these uh, activities and these events, uh, getting these young people a job so they can uh, learn how to take care of themselves down the road. We really appreciate you. And listen, you're always welcome back to Real Talk. Anytime you have a program or initiative, uh, just hit me up, man, and, and we'll put you back on. As you will, uh, uh, Chip. And let me say this. Thank you so very much for getting the word out for me. You know, let people know about the programs that we do have. I think that's one of the big things that we are lacking in this city for our media to, ex you know, just expose some of the positive things that we have out here for our children. Exactly. And that's so very important. You see all the negative, yeah. but you never hear too much about the positive all the time. So thank you for having me on, and I will be back again. Thank you, Ike. Appreciate it, man. Look, take care of yourself, and we'll talk soon, okay? Okay. All right, take care. Wow, that was, uh, that was really, 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 really good. Ike is, like I said, he works tirelessly to help these young people out here to try to make a better way because there is a better way. There is a better way, and he's right. We need to stop focusing on the negative, and we need to start accentuating the positive. With that said, I'm going to take my final break, and when we come back, we are going to shift gears and, and head out to Whitehaven, Tennessee. Talk to my friend Michael Harris about what is going on in that particular community. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. We are on Facebook Live, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be right You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be Live right back. Live music is all the way back. Memphis is celebrating with Get Loud free concert series on Beale Street every Thursday this summer. WYXR's own DJs, Bizzle Blue Bland, DJ Alpha Whiskey, Memphis bands, and national acts turn up every Thursday night at Handy Park starting at 6 p.m. If you want more information, you can check out ilovememphisblog.com or follow on Instagram at I Love Memphis blog. With the mighty Mississippi River as the backdrop for most of the concerts and the added bonus of the Memphis cityscape for others, Soulin' on the River is a sample of the new sound of Memphis Soul featuring magnificent Mid-South music every Friday, June through August in the Grove on Mud Island, Renaissance Park in South Memphis, the Heights near Treadwell Middle, and Overton Park in Midtown. For more info, visit memphisriverparks.org or memphislimhouse.org. WYXR is brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, your home for a summer of rediscovery. With over 1 million square feet of space, both indoors and outside, dedicated to hospitality, curiosity, and fun, Concourse is here for you to safely venture back into the world and reconnect with friends, family, and community. To learn more about upcoming events and specials, visit CrosstownConcourse.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington.
And welcome back to the show, broadcasting live from Crosstown Concourse. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. And uh, it has been a great show so far. And my next guest will be no exception to that rule. I have known him for a while now. And uh, recently, uh, he was named the permanent executive director of the Whitehaven Economic Redevelopment Corporation. He is Michael Harris, and he is on Real Talk. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, Chip. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor to be back here. Um, apologize about my voice. I, I think I've been talking way too much this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, my friend. We can hear you fine. And you're looking awful sharp there, too, young, young, young man. I just want you to know that you're looking good tonight. Looking good. Looking Thank good. you. I mean, when, I, when, I, when, I, when a great one invites you to come oh, in his God. presence, here you must go. come dressed appropriate. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. So, listen, uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, being named uh, the executive director. Congratulations, Thank sir. You. Uh, well-deserved. Uh, great honor. I know that uh, you're a Whitehaven native. I know what Whitehaven means to you. And uh, I think uh, it would be uh, apropos to to basically say at the outset, you know, I don't go to Whitehaven that much, although I work in the south part of the city. But I did drive up by Elvis Presley not too long ago, and the street's nice and wide. And, I mean, the construction is, is, is done. Uh, it looks good. It, it, it has a good feel to it out there. I know, my friend, uh, that you are always thinking about what's next. So where is Whitehaven now? And for you, what's next? You know, right now where Whitehaven is, is it's at a a precipice of change. Whitehaven is at this pivotal point where, you know, we are taking the reins and we're going really fast to make great things happen. We've got tremendous leadership. Uh, we've got a lot of promising folks that are, are helping us out and making sure that things are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny when you say, where are we going? And when I say things like the right direction, well, gee, we're, we're doing something a little different than we've done in the past. And this relaunch that we've done, we have uh, established advisory committee groups, uh, and it's just everyday residents of Whitehaven, people who live here, Mm -hmm. who work here, Mm -hmm. who are a part of these committees. These committees are meeting once a month. And what we did was a little unique. In the month of June, we we actually had this, uh, we had the first round of meetings. And I asked a couple of questions. I simply said, first, for and the committees, I'll say what they are. We've got economic development, right. we have workforce development, mm-hmm. we have residential development and community development. Right. So in all four separate meetings, I ask simple questions. How do you define success from this committee? What issues do you feel we should prioritize? Mm-hmm. How do you feel we should go about prioritizing them? What's your level of commitment? And by the end of the night, I need a co-chair. Oh, I need a chair for this committee. Wow. I got some amazing vision statements. We presented those at our town hall meeting. We're now having quarterly town hall meetings. Chip, I got to get you our newsletter. We're now doing a quarterly newsletter as well. Absolutely. So that more people will know what's happening. Well, you know, um, everything you just said is really how you build. I mean, and you're a builder. I mean, this is how you build a sense of worth, a sense of pride, a sense of, 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 of belonging. Like you said, 
You mm-hmm. want to know uh, from the people that live, that work, that play uh, in Whitehaven how we can make it better, how we can take this to the next level, how we can take it to the next step. And that's an extraordinary uh, endeavor. And I bet that um, have, since you've been doing that, you have really heard uh, some not only amazing ideas, but I, I, I would imagine there's really a lot of passion for really trying to take Whitehaven to, to the next level. Am I correct in that? Yeah, it's a lot of passion. But I got to tell you where I got this concept from. Um, you know, shout out to the Assisi Foundation. They, they taught me everything I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I attended the Before You Ask course back in 2019. And uh, Ernie Smith and Bridget Sierra Montero, when they talked to us about the importance of the work that we do in nonprofits, they said it's very clear. When you're community building, don't make decisions about me without me. Amen to that. Say that one and more time. Say it again. I like I like that. Say that one more time. When it comes to community building, yes. Don't make decisions about me without, without me. me. I love that. I love. And that. so, with that being the the mantra here, I don't want to sit here and tell a community how I'm gonna revitalize or develop or redevelop the community. That's not on me to do. We're in this together. This is our house. This is our home. However, I, I have to say that this work started. Uh, back when I was interim, and when I when I looked at it, the first the first weekend, I had to ask myself, where do we start? You know, and and this goes back to your your initial question of of where is Whitehaven today? Right. Well, Chip, I understood that community development is the foundational principle of anything we're going to do to revitalize. I was asked a question by a good friend and mentor of mine, who, who said, if you could have one thing in Whitehaven. What would it be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so now I feel like I just like I I I'm in Aladdin and I just got handed a a, a lamp with three wishes. <laughs> only one wish. One wish. Okay. <laughs> but I I gotta I gotta make it a good one. Yeah. And so I said, sustainable economic revitalization in the Greater Whitehaven community. Okay. Okay. And I said, and the reason why is because you said I could only ask for one thing. But let me tell you how we get there. I have a firm foundation in community development. And at that point, I launched three separate programs, three separate pillars that are gonna run in tandem so that we can reach that sustainable goal. And that's workforce development, economic development, and residential development. Why residential? Residential because within our our footprint, our borders are the I-240 to the north, state line to the south mm-hmm. on the west we go out to third street mm-hmm. on the eastern border as of now we go out to sweeney road right on right there where the ups and right to the airport yeah and, and so within that boundary we have just under sixty-one thousand residents and it was a lot of people <laughs> there's a lot of people yeah. and so i had a meeting with the secretary of state the other week and, and tennessee economic community development and it was said to us that if Whitehaven were to uh, incorporate, we'd be the sixth largest city in the state. Wow. Now, I really think we'd probably be about 10th, but I was told six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even with that, that's a lot of space. That's yes. a lot of people. Yes. But our median home value is currently sitting at $106,000. Oh, okay. Now, for some people, they say that's great. I don't. Right. Right. And so, so where are we going with this? 
Well, you may have heard or may have read in the papers about all these new housing developments that, that are now about to start popping up in Whitehaven. Yes, I and, have. Yes. And they're luxury homes. Yes. And so what that's going to do, that's going to help increase that number. But for our current homeowners that are already here, Chip, we have partnered with financial institutions. We are partnering with folks and we're creating equitable opportunities so that homeowners and those who desire to be homeowners have that opportunity. We're, we have down payment assistance grants. We have low interest, very affordable home renovation loans and even to home appliances. And because we have to protect and encourage home ownership in Whitehaven. Well, uh, Mr. Michael Harris, all I can say is, as uh, we wrap up, is uh, they got the right one. Uh, you are, you, my friend, are really going to, you're already making a difference. You're making a positive difference in the Whitehaven community. Uh, you can see it. You can feel it. And I just know that down the road, it's going to be even bigger, even better, and even greater uh, they should be thankful for you. I'm thankful for you for coming on my show tonight. And you know you're welcome back anytime, my friend. You know, I'd love to come back because I'm going to have far more to share with you. We're, we're continuing to make great things happen. Uh, Chip, come to one of our meetings. We got, we got four meetings over the next two weeks. Feel free to come in. Share your opinion. Love to have you there. Thank you, my friend. And I think I'm going to have to do that. You and I have to get together offline. But in the meantime, man, thank okay. you so much. You stay safe. Uh, you be careful out there. And we'll talk soon, okay? Sounds great. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, I got to tell you, uh, this has really been an amazing show uh, tonight. Uh, I have really, really enjoyed um, all of our guests this evening because, uh, for one, they're all trying to do their part no matter uh, what end of it, the street that they're on, to try to bring everybody together and to try to make things better. I talk to you all all the time. That's, that's really what I'm all about. It's not about me. It's about we. And when you bring in folks who um, have that same mindset about we, all of us, together, can make it better, that's really what it is all about. So um, uh, as I uh, prepare to sign off, uh, I want to thank uh, Nicole. I want to thank uh, Lola. I want to thank Christine. I want to thank Adam. And I want to thank Jack for all being here this evening and helping uh, me through this hour of extraordinarily fine radio broadcasting. And by the way, um, as I said uh, earlier, we are now on Facebook Live. Uh, so uh, I guess you can go to my page at some point and I guess you can view it. Can you? Is that what they're Okay, yeah, they're all telling me, yeah, you can do that, yeah. So, so, so check it out. If you missed it, check it out. And try to join us again next week uh, for another fun-filled, action-packed edition, Jack, play us out, uh, of uh, Real Talk Memphis. Or, you know, I'm getting cool these days, so it's RTM. So when I say RTM, you all should know what this is all about. Uh, in the meantime and the between time. Look out for each other, okay? Take care of each other. And let's let's lift each other up. Let, 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 let's support each other. Let's encourage each other, okay? And listen, for those of you who are too, too hard-headed uh, not to pay attention, um, get vaccinated, okay? Because I need you around. We need to keep you around. Hey, uh, Nicole, what's your mama's name? Cece? Hey, Cece, Nicole's mama. I'm giving you a shout-out because your daughter's sitting over here looking at me all crazy. But I can tell you this, 
she's great. She's done a wonderful job for me as, as everybody else has as well. So, Cece, that one's for you. Anyway, <laughs> for all of the fine folks working on RTM, I'm Chip. And I'm out.